0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of It Stinks, the Critic Podcast. Today we're covering season one, episode seven, Every Doris Has Her Day. And joining me as we go through this episode is a good friend of mine, a writer and comedian Chelsea Christian. Welcome, Chelsea. Hello.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, of course. Um, yeah, Got nothing I, uh, else going
1: on right now, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I know, right? N- yeah. Nothing to do all day but just podcast the day away. So that's
1: <laughs> that's <Yep. laughs> what
0: we're here doing. Um, uh, so so yeah, I um heard that you're a fan of the critic.
1: I love this show, man. I, I watched it probably when I was way too young. Looking at these dates because like. I was like five years old when this episode came out.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That makes me feel old because I was like (laughs) nine. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I think I, yeah, I'm pretty sure I caught this episode when it was on. There are definitely some lines and, and and gags that I remember. And yeah, this is just a, a great episode. It's one of the only ones where we focus on Doris, who's...
1: Yeah, it's very character driven. I. It's a nice little change of pace.
0: That's true. Yeah, it, it's like there's not a ton of plot. We really just get to know Jay and Doris a lot better, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, not it's- like
1: one of the funniest, like laugh out loud episodes. But it's you know, it's just it's very like sweet in like an uncharacteristically wholesome way. Like it almost feels more like an early episode of King of the Hill.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, the- it's a
1: good episode. I like it. It's just. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there's definitely a lot of very sweet moments that is that's kind of atypical for this show, but I'm but I'm glad they they went there. Mm-hmm. And actually, I just found out recently that the voice of Doris, uh, the actress, is named Doris Grau, a and she is also the voice of Lunch Lady Doris on The Simpsons. Yes. Which I somehow did never noticed <laughs> until recently. She's like
1: Tony Danza. She's just. Disco- got that one name and she sticks to it
0: <laughs> yeah
1: wow tony danza wow that's a really relevant reference i went with
0: <laughs> i mean you know we're covering a, a show that's been off the air for 15 years i don't think that's true it, it does open about...
1: with a howard stern joke so <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is true so yeah let's get into the episode um i'm just gonna give this synopsis real quick here mm-hmm. uh jay befriends and accidentally dates an older woman makeup Ooh. artist doris only to suspect that she might be his biological mother. Um, and yeah, the episode does open with a Howard Stern reference. Instead of the uh, the movie Howard's End, we get Howard Stern's End. I do so love this cottage. I should like to live at Howard's End forever. You mean Howard Stern's End? I just bought the deed. What do you think of that? <laughs> Any of you girls want to take your tops off? Oh, I said. You say, but you never do. You never put out. you like my wife.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he, he just, like, pops up over the windowsill like a cartoon wolf sniffing out a hot pie. <laughs> it's, just, it's weird because, like, I hadn't seen Howard's End, but I'd heard of it, so I wasn't really sure where the joke was going to go, but then I was kind of glad they went with something mildly accessible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think once Howard Stern shows up, you kind of know what he's yeah. going to do.
1: It's weird because, like, I was... Kind of, like, right on the borderline of too young to watch any of Howard Stern's stuff, but old enough to see references to him in, like, media and cartoons and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So it's just weird. Like, everything I know about Howard Stern, I've basically picked up through cultural osmosis at this point. Like, I don't think I've seen more than 10 minutes of him actually interviewing anyone, but as soon as I saw him appear, I was like, oh, okay, he's gonna ask for titties
0: or something <laughs> oh man when i was in uh i want to say seventh grade uh i did a carpool to school in the morning and one of one of my carpool mates' dads who drove a couple times a week always listened to howard stern
1: oh god
0: so i i got i listened to more howard stern as a child than, uh, than probably most people
1: <laughs> uh we were a bob and tom family always uh, what, the bob, what's bob and-,
0: and what is that
1: that was like the Midwestern radio show. It was like two dads. One was named Bob and one was named Tom. And they had, you know, like they would have comedians come in or they would do wacky song parodies.
0: See, they're kind of bucking the trend because isn't it supposed to be like one normal name and then like.
1: Yeah, it's just two like the most generic dad names possible.
0: Yeah. Oh, but. Um, <laughs> But growing up here in L.A., I mostly listened to uh, Kevin and Bean, um, which unfortunately they just ended the show. They were another casualty of of COVID-19. I know
1: they were icons.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Even after I think it was um, Kevin like moved to Washington and, and did the show via satellite. (laughs) kind of crazy but like if you listen to it you don't even notice like it sounds like he's right there in the studio
1: yeah it's just effortless it's you know true talent there
0: oh yeah so uh yeah so moving on after right after this uh howard stern's end we see jay is interviewing the kind of old british actor from the film sir
1: roger twice knightley that was an incredible i had to write it down
0: (laughs) yes great name it's
1: like a toast of london name it's incredible (laughs)
0: Yeah, and then we get Jay uh, says that, that, like, next they're going to look at the director's cut of JFK. Back and to the left. 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 Back and to the left.
1: Oh, my God. Yes, this joke. Oh yeah, my gosh. This,
0: Yeah, this is one of those jokes that I think endured. And it's de- definitely yes. one that I always remembered. And it's one of those like we're just going to repeat the joke so many times that it stops being funny, then becomes funny again.
1: Oh, that's the best. And it's just it's like it's always bouncing around in my head. You know, it's like a song that just gets stuck in your head after a while. Just like every couple of years, I'll just hear... That Kevin Costner impression
0: (laughs) you the back of my head. It's it's
1: legendary. To the left. Back. To the left. Yeah. Uh,
0: So then Roger twice nightly basically gives uh, Jay two tickets to the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical (laughs) Hunch based on uh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, Notre Dame, Notre Dame, I don't know whatever yeah. um
1: I you know I feel like if you just alternate the way you pronounce it each time you're right half the time it's yeah. good
0: enough yeah
1: now this episode came out this episode came out two years before the Disney movie
0: they that's predicted
1: right. it Yeah. and I'm pretty <laughs> sure I remember them predicting something else later on down the road I don't later on in this episode um, Oh, no, no, wait. I think there is.
0: Well, there is an episode where Duke runs for president, which you can kind of maybe take as a predicting (laughs) Uh, Trump, maybe a little bit.
1: President Duke Phillips sounds like a utopia at this point.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I would love to live under uh, President Duke. Are you kidding? (laughs) Oh,
1: yeah. And Vice President Sherman.
0: (laughs) Uh, Imagine how good TV would be.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: (laughs) So yeah, oh, so when uh, when Sir Roger Twice Nightly is trying to give these tickets to Jay, we get another awesome gag where Jay basically does his imaginary secretary, uh, Ethel. Oh, Ethel, am I free for the theater this evening? You certainly are. Why don't you take Miss Sharon Stone? She's sweet on you, boss. Really, Sharon Stone? You heard me, Sharon Stone.
1: <laughs> Ethel, Ethel, I love her. She sounds like every like high society lady in every three stooges short.
0: Oh, who, yeah, like, yeah, hires
1: some nice boys to do some painting and then, you know.
0: Ends up with a pie in the face somehow.
1: Always a pie in the face.
0: <laughs> yeah, so uh, Ethel also showed up in the um, episode where Margot goes to the debutante ball. Uh, I don't know if Ethel shows up again after this.
1: Oh, well, well, she fell out a window in this episode, according to Jay. So
0: <laughs> canonically,
1: right. I think she might be written off. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully her she recovers from her broken leg or whatever. and
1: mm, Thoughts and prayers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then Jay is faced with the dilemma of who he's going to take to this musical.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> we get kind of this uh, montage of him looking for a date.
1: Oh yeah. It includes one of my favorite jokes. Like every dumb cartoon does it. I laugh every time. Somebody's sitting in a bubbling hot tub and then somebody reveals the jacuzzi's not plugged in.
0: (laughs) Anyone care to join me for a night at the theater? Wait a minute. That hot tub's not plugged in. Excuse me. Ah! It's so cheap, but
1: I laugh every time.
0: God, I remember that's that's also in um, Ali G Into House.
1: Oh, oh man, maybe it doesn't work every time. Then I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, but we also get he he calls up a a girl that he went on a date with who has just been showering nonstop since they went out. I'm sorry, Jay. Helen's in the shower right now. Still, it's been three days since we went out.
1: Still not clean. Must scrub harder. Oh, I'm clean. I'm clean. Oh, yeah. (laughs) She's doing the whole forever unclean routine. Yeah. Been there, lady.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But eventually, uh, Jay ends up uh, asking Doris, the makeup lady, or kind of she asks him, actually. Uh, cause she wants to see this musical. Yeah. We get this great line. Me go out with you. You're old enough to be my mother.
2: So you're fat enough to be my car. Oh yeah. And she's like, you're fat enough to be my car. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't make sense.
1: But um, yeah.
0: But so, yeah, they, you know, they kind of jab at each other. That's kind of what they do throughout the show and even throughout this episode. But it's like...
1: very vaudeville. Like, a lot of their, <laughs> like, interactions. Like, I wrote down one of their back and forths later on. Uh, Doris is like,
2: After 45 years in the makeup business, you learn a few secrets. Fixed with hair, teeth. Like? Always wear hair, always wear teeth.
1: It's like, you know, you can kind of see it coming from a mile away, but still very, it's very satisfying. It's it's a it's a, it's a comfort watch, I guess.
0: yeah. and you know, I think probably a lot of the writers like have um they have an appreciation for that old style of comedy. and so yeah, so they make it to the musical hunch. and we get kind of <laughs> yeah, we they spend a lot of time at this musical. We get like three whole musical numbers.
1: yeah, it turns into like mystery Science theater three thousand for a bit. like oh, yeah, like
2: they're just kind of riffing on it. Yeah, but Doris honestly, and
0: Jay are kind of like the Statler and Waldorf of the yeah. play.
2: I shaved for this.
1: <laughs> I mean, Hunch sounds like a banger. Honestly, there's some <laughs> there's some good catchy rhymes there. I think this could have caught on like in real life.
0: Oh yeah, like it should
1: have been what Tom Hooper adapted instead of cats. We've seen cats. We need a full length Hunch.
0: No, I, I I disagree. I'm glad we got cats. Are you <laughs> oh, kidding? Oh
1: God, we deserved cats. <laughs>
0: Like you've seen it, I assume,
1: oh goodness, not yet, but uh oh, one of God. these days, there's you know what there's not enough weed in the world
0: <laughs> well, I saw it sober, and oh, my Lord. i I survived, but barely,
1: oh my goodness, sounds like a ride
0: <laughs> um oh yeah and and this was I believe this was before they did the quote unquote patch because i oh. I definitely saw Judy Dench's wedding ring on her <laughs> finger, um and oh, gosh. just like. There are so many spots where the cats look like they're just kind of floating just above the ground. It doesn't look like they're actually making contact with it.
1: I mean, cats in real life kind of do that though. Cats defy gravity.
0: I guess that's true, but it, it's so much worse when it's like a half person, half cat. That's true, weird yeah, when bit. it's like
1: James Corden levitating five feet off the ground.
0: I can't believe they filmed that without motion capture suits like that's yeah I was,
1: I was shocked that seemed like it would be the easier way to go both for the performers and for the production staff but
0: oh yeah for all those poor vfx artists
1: yeah that then immediately got fired
0: <sighs> yeah how it goes <laughs> like i've heard different things about how tom hooper is just bad at making movie musicals like when he did mm-hmm. um les mis like all the actors, like, sang on set, and that was the audio they used.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I kind of I like Lay Miz, but I definitely see why people wouldn't.
0: I did not see that version.
1: Uh, I mean, people hate on Russell Crowe's performance because he's, uh, he definitely sounds like Russell Crowe the whole time. <laughs> but you know what? He's, he's, he's very committed.
0: Yeah. It is a very committed,
1: <laughs> excellent performance. I genuinely enjoyed that enjoyed at least his performance in that movie.
0: Okay. I, I'm actually a, a big <laughs> fan of the the non musical film version with Liam Neeson as Valjean. I oh. I think that one's great.
1: Oh man, I've got that on DVD somewhere. Oh. I mean, Liam Neeson is Jean Valjean. Just-
0: oh yeah, check it out. That's intense. But yeah, let's talk a little bit actually about the musical in this episode, Hunch. Yes! Alf Clausen, who also does <laughs> the music for The Simpsons, just going overboard on the, on this.
1: I love it. Like, so many of these like, animated sitcoms cartoons from around this time period loved ripping on broadway pageantry (laughs) and oh man like even whenever i don't get the references it's still you know it's fun to watch it works every time
0: yeah and there's a lot of great lyrics in in some of the songs like i remember in in the uh in the closing number was sponsored by toyota the hatchback fit for a the hunchback they say if you see a hunchback why not take, out take lunch him out to lunch jack brilliant oh man <laughs> and
1: they didn't even have like rhymezone.com back in the day for this <laughs> they had to do this old-fashioned way my goodness
0: yeah the the, the mind boggles <laughs> and <laughs> though in addition to the music there's a ton of great like sight gags during this musical like the uh when uh, the hunch and Esmeralda go on a picnic, the hunchback just kind of pops open his hunch <laughs> like it's a, a trunk yes. and pulls out like a giant baguette and a yes. lit candelabra. Like those <laughs> candles are lit when he pulls them out, which is kind of amazing. <laughs> um, oh my and gosh. a beach ball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end, like for the curtain call, I think they like pop them open like a pinata.
0: Yes. It's Although sick. what? What pops out because it didn't look like candy?
1: yeah, I feel like it was like jewels and stuff. I, yeah, I have to go I, back and rewatch it.
0: I guess were they trying to be period appropriate or something it's weird.
1: it might have been maybe it was a reference to something in the original book
0: I don't know I'm yeah. going
1: to have to do research to understand this joke from the critic
0: though well, if if any listeners want to uh, mail in let and us let me know. know how wrong I am it, <laughs> it stinks pod at Gmail. <laughs> Yeah, so after the musical... Oh, yeah, Jay, like, this little kid runs up to Jay and...
1: I just want to say that you've taught me that someone can be ugly on the outside, but beautiful on the inside. I'm not the hunch. I know. It's great. Like, oh, man, I think we both... I don't think we're in the same class at the pack, but I know we both took... I think we both took sketch classes there. Mm-hmm. And they would always tell us whenever we tried to write dialogue to try to do like three line chunks where you have like establishing line, a setup, and then the actual punchline.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know the best way to describe it, but just basically every line of dialogue in the show is just so concise and perfect. Oh, yeah. Everything is either leading up to a joke or establishing some sort of plot point or characteristic that's going to play off later
0: oh yeah i mean it's it's amazing how many jokes per minute you get on this mm-hmm. show it's really yeah. something um yeah and and also yeah like it's like setup, setup, punchline like th- yes. that's why a lot of like um like newspaper comics are typically only mm-hmm. three panels mm-hmm. so you get that that same pattern yeah. um and that also follows the rule of three which we mm-hmm. see everywhere it's a good rule yeah, so uh, Jay and Doris basically continue their night out. Uh, Jay ends up back at Doris's apartment, which...
1: Oh, yes, yeah, the the biggest, perfect old lady apartment. It's got, <laughs> like, the yellow-striped wallpaper... She's got some line where she's like, make sure you sit on the plastic or you won't get any ribbon candy. And it's like, that's every grandma. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) Condensed into one line. I love it.
0: Um, And she also mentions her apartment, like basically the reason she can afford it is because it was like rent controlled.
1: Insanely rent controlled. I think she said a hundred dollars a month.
0: Jesus. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, yeah, One, one can only dream.
1: Oh, man. Do you ever divide your rent by the amount of days in the month and then just get, like, really depressed?
0: Oh, God, no, I haven't done that.
1: Because then, like, if you have a day where you don't get anything done and you just kind of sat in your apartment all day, you're like, well, I just paid however many (laughs) dollars to exist
0: yeah well i my apartment was actually had a really reasonable rate when i moved in to the Thanks. point where i basically couldn't say no and and now mm-hmm. i've i've been here seven years so nice that rent is no longer <laughs> reasonable yeah <laughs> but yeah so at doris's apartment
1: oh he just immediately passes out i think yeah. like right on the couch
0: doris tries to like Reminisce or like talk about her life And then yeah Jay is just asleep immediately Yeah <laughs> But Doris covers him in a blanket Cause she's he nice Oh uh,
1: yeah and then he wakes up On a stranger's couch the next morning Yeah He finds her nighty, And he's excited And then uh
0: <laughs> Yeah it's like he basically went to bed sober But it's like he <laughs> had a wild drunken night And can't remember what he did Another satisfied customer but just who was the lucky guest star on last night's Love, Jay Sherman style?
1: Yeah, he's like, well, I assume I must have gotten drunk last night.
0: (laughs) And then we, we, well, we don't see, but we hear Doris in the shower singing Like a Virgin.
2: Like a virgin, he touched for the very first time. Like a virgin, when your heart beats. Next to mine.
0: Hachi Machi.
2: Oh my gosh, this goes on. I
1: timed it. It only goes on for 10 seconds, but it feels like she sings the whole song.
0: Oh God. Yeah, so then I guess we, yeah, we immediately cut to back at the show. Jay still thinks they might've slept together.
1: Oh yeah, and she's not helping because she walks up with one of his like giant like novelty sized pair of, um, was this one of his uh, branded pairs of underwear? Cause I know he was always wearing like boxer shorts with movie phrases on them.
0: Yeah. It, yeah. That's basically a running gag that he gets tons of like free clothing from movies. And uh, yes, in this episode he's wearing shaft boxers (laughs) underwear from the movie shaft. That's
1: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Yeah.
0: Uh, but no, Doris lets him know they didn't actually sleep together. So, mm-hmm. um, but Jay says, he, you know, he still had a good time. So maybe they want to go out again as friends. And- yeah.
1: And it's just like a, a montage of them hanging out for the next couple of minutes. Like there's some extended scenes where they're hanging out at a crowded park with other people. And I'm like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Remember those days. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Um, Yeah, I remember being able to go outside.
1: Yeah, good times.
0: Yeah. But yeah, Uh,
1: they're like riding bicycles and singing the song from 2001, Space Odyssey.
0: (laughs) Well, it's existed before that movie, but... Yeah, it's the
1: critic. I have to go for the movie reference.
0: That's true. Yeah, they, yeah, they, uh, they always go for the movie reference. Um, well, yeah. Well, speaking of movie references, there's also a reference to the birds when. Oh yeah. Basically a huge flock of vultures. You
1: said bird, and my dog immediately started growling. <laughs> oh, no. Good boy, Justin
0: boy. yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone, uh, everyone should follow Chelsea's dog on on Instagram.
1: Yes. At Lockjaw the dog. Yeah, he is named after uh, Lockjaw from Marvel and also Jaws, the James Bond baddie. Oh, cool. So yeah, and
0: and yeah, if you actually see what he looks like, you you also understand why he has that name.
1: He's got an underbite. He's beautiful. Yes.
0: <laughs>
1: so yeah, they're hanging out at the park. They uh, they go to a Punch and Judy show at one point. Oh yeah. I'm like, yeah. My yeah. God, what is the? <laughs> like I feel like the writers had a contest to see who could reference the oldest cultural <laughs> like performance touchstone.
0: Yeah, and Jay can't help himself but criticize the the show characters are wooden and the plot is just an excuse for violence you want your money back yeah let me have it i said let me have it like jay's gonna do what he does
1: he gets punched in the face by a puppet
0: yep classic all been there (laughs) Uh, Though they also, uh, they go see Holly Hunter in the slide whistle. This is the story of a woman who can't speak, but finds her voice through her slide whistle. Time has come
2: for us to make love. What do you think of me naked?
1: (laughs) Oh, man, this was like, it's such a stupid joke, but it's funny. They don't dwell on it too long.
0: I mean the the slide whistle. I think very underrated as a as a uh, comedy prop.
1: It is. You can communicate so much, as shown by this yeah. <laughs> this little gag yeah. here.
0: Excitement, disappointment, like it's all there. Plus, I mean,
1: I'd watch Holly Hunter in anything. She's a very talented performer. Yeah. I'd watch the slide whistle.
0: Hell yeah! <laughs> so also, while they are out on their date, they are watching uh, one of. Um, New York's Bridges, I'm not sure which one it is, if it's the George Washington Bridge, or the, I don't know, Brooklyn Bridge. No, I I do not know I think know there's New 12
1: bridges in New York, according to that Chadwick Boseman movie.
0: Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right.
1: So it's, we got a one in 12 chance of guessing this one, right?
0: What was that movie called?
1: 12 Bridges, I think?
0: Oh, that's right.
1: It was some number of bridges, I don't know how many bridges there are, but I know it was an important plot point. Yes. <laughs>
0: So as they're watching it, the bridge basically collapses and falls into the water.
1: Doris then says, make a wish. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But this also kind of becomes, I guess, a teaser for season two, because when they change the the opening uh, theme a little bit, yeah, they actually use the shot of the bridge falling into the water, except it's Alice instead of Doris.
1: You got to put this on TV tropes immediately. (laughs) that's an incredible discovery and i don't think i've heard it discussed anywhere oh man
0: i symbolism uh, i will do that and hopefully not (laughs) get distracted and and end up with like 30 tabs open of different tropes
1: the worst is when like you can tell that there's one person who's a super fan of one really obscure thing (laughs) and they're just shoehorning (laughs) it into every page Mm -hmm. oh my gosh Over the course of them, like, getting to know each other, at one point, Doris mentioned, she's like, yeah, I gave a kid up for adoption.
2: You
0: never told me you have a son. Where is he?
2: I wish I knew. I had to put him up for adoption. Really? You know, I'm adopted. It was 36 years ago.
0: I'm 36.
2: And at this
1: point, I'm like, what? (laughs) There is no way Jay Sherman is supposed to be 36.
0: Yeah... Yeah, Like,
1: they definitely have him, like, both written as and drawn older.
0: Yeah, well, oh, well, also, isn't Homer Simpson supposed to be about 36? Oh, my also? gosh, yeah.
1: I, I, I think he's, like, 31 because... What? Yeah, some, I can't remember. There was some episode where he heard that the average male lifespan was exactly twice his current age, like, down to the decimal point.
0: Hmm. That's
1: just... What's well, going to bother me now? But I know I know he's a youngin. but it, it's yeah. so weird to watch some of these shows from the 90s. And now that I'm like approaching the age of the characters or older than them in some cases.
0: Oh, I, I turned 35 this year. Like, I'm, oh, gosh, I'm staring <laughs> 36 in the face. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. though, yeah. I, um, you know, I guess I can say I'm I'm, I'm hopefully going to look better at 36 than Jay does.
1: <laughs> my gosh yeah it's it's like that line from um no country for old men where right? tommy lee jones is talking about how he's older than his father ever was
0: oh yeah
1: i'm older than joey triviani ever was what have i accomplished 36 years old that's he's he's accomplished a lot Better, I've accomplished very little.
0: He's a, uh, yeah, he's like a world famous film critic, apparently. He's the
1: third best critic in New York. He has a PhD <laughs> yeah. in film.
0: Oh, yeah. He's got a, yeah. a 12-year-old yeah. son. Mm-hmm. He he makes, uh, he says his salary in an earlier, earlier episode. It's like 200-something thousand dollars a year.
1: Oh, man. Right? Boy, it must be nice to be Jay Sherman. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it seems like he just has a great life. Yeah. So, yeah, in this scene, yeah, Doris drops the fact that she gave a son up for adoption 36 years ago. So this is, Mm -hmm. I guess, sort of the the plot kicking into gear here, what what little plot there is. But, yeah, yeah, it's like, oh, my God, what if they're mother and son? So that, yeah, so that kind of takes us into act three of the episode. You're my mother. Who's
2: my father? I'm not sure. It was either John F. Kennedy or this short, fat, bald guy who always took me to movies and complained about them.
0: Kennedy was my father?
2: Ick benign Kennedy?
0: Oh, we also get Doris flashes back to her actually dropping off uh, her baby at the orphanage, which is called Orphan City.
1: Orphan City.
0: Oh, man. My gosh. Like it's... Like it's Circuit City for babies.
1: <laughs> well, it just made me think of Spatula City from UHF. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm re-watching UHF after this. I've decided.
0: Ma- masterpiece. absolutely, masterpiece. It's incredible. It's
1: on YouTube. Uh, you oh. don't have to have the YouTube premium. You can watch it free with ads.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Excellent
1: quarantine watching. Strong recommend.
0: You know, yeah, that, that reminds me. I actually did like... Yeah, on just one of these days where I was totally bored and nothing to do, I found, like, <laughs> yeah, YouTube just has a bunch of movies that are free to watch.
1: Yeah, I, like, I don't know when they added it. They didn't uh, really do any fanfare or anything. Maybe they'll uh, give you a sponsorship after this episode.
0: Oh, no, we are we are hashtag not sponsored. Like oh, nice. Um, Very
1: punk rock. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like I've, I've mentioned a few <laughs> times that uh, if you want to watch The Critic but you don't have it on DVD, <laughs> it's on uh, Crackle. Um, mm-hmm. so you can watch it there for free but we're hashtag not sponsored by Crackle mm-hmm. but yeah tons of free entertainment out there
1: would you accept a sponsorship from Crackle the chocolate bar
0: ooh oh my god that's the one with like all the, the little rice krispies the crunchy in
1: it. ones yeah oh,
0: I, I would accept payment in chocolate I, I think they would they would be able to get me that way Yo. Yep. <laughs> uh, one just one more thing on the subject of free entertainment that that uh, uh Jupiter Bodo who I also know through the Pack Theater alerted me to this thing called Pluto.tv.
1: I've heard of this. What's Pluto.tv?
0: It's basically just this website that has a bunch of streaming content, like a bunch of random movies and TV shows. They they sort of structure it like almost like it's a cable channel like you can switch channels and you could see their their schedule huh. in blocks oh um,
1: interesting
0: yeah in in my little bit of perusing i found they had a channel that was just showing degrassi the next generation 24 7
1: oh my goodness drake origins
0: so yeah go relive the days when drake was known as wheelchair jimmy
1: oh my goodness
0: so again yeah. that is pluto.tv hashtag not sponsored God, I totally forgot where we were
1: again. Oh, they're, they're going to dinner with Jay's family. Oh, yeah. Because the doorman, uh, he, like, greets him as adopted Mr. Sherman. Yes,
0: oh, Which I like to imagine
1: he does that every time, not just the day when they come to talk about his adoption.
0: Oh, yeah. No, like, the, the butler just loves to just mm-hmm. torment Jay at yeah. every opportunity. <laughs> but yeah, so Jay brings Doris to meet uh, his parents and Margo.
1: You know what? Not enough Franklin in this episode.
0: No. You no, uh, I mean
1: like he's very, even when he's there, he gets a couple of funny lines, but he's very chill. Like they switched him to an Indica dominant strain or something for this episode. <laughs> he's very easygoing. Like he confuses Jay with a chair at one point.
0: Hey, Dad, I was wondering if you could tell me about the day I was adopted. Oh, I remember it well. You had the cutest little arms and legs and a, a detachable
1: headrest and... Oh, no, oh, wait, that was the day we picked out this chair. I mean, aside from that, he's not nearly as outlandish as he normally is.
0: Yeah, like, later when they when they flash back to Margot's birth, because Eleanor oh, says to yeah. Doris, "Like, don't you dare claim this one." I remember when she was born.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Franklin is just sort of there. I mean, he yeah, has a he has a drink in his hands. He's off his of ass, course. but he's
1: again still yeah. pretty chill.
0: Yeah, yeah. I expected more of like a Franklin flashback where we're gonna go to like a crazy cartoon world or something. But
1: Franklin at the orphanage.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's oh right my God, there, Right
1: at Orphan City. <laughs> But I mean, I mean that's not really the biggest complaint because one of the strengths of this episode is how clear and simple it is. So yeah. I guess in retrospect, I could see why they maybe cut some of his wackier yeah. gags and saved him from future episodes.
0: I'm just imagining like in Franklin's mind, like a stork comes and delivers <laughs> the baby and then another stork <laughs> comes and delivers him a drink.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, man, that's a solid joke. That's a solid joke.
0: I'll, I'll save that for, uh, for the
1: critic reboot.
0: Yeah, I'll save that for if I write a, a critic spec episode.
1: Oh, my gosh. Jay Sherman in quarantine.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. How many <laughs> do you think we're going to get a lot of like quarantine episodes? of? You know, shows? I don't
1: know. Like because I feel like I feel like a lot are going to get written, but not a lot are going to get made.
0: Yeah, I, think,
1: I don't think people are going to want to watch a lot of it.
0: Yeah, like, that's probably the risk, right? Like, no yeah. one wants to be reminded of how... Yeah, how...
1: like, if, if any of them are successful, I feel like they'll be very successful, but I feel like it's a very go-big-or-go-home risk.
0: Yeah. I mean, in, in, like, five to ten years, there probably will be an Oscar-winning movie about this period.
1: hmm Oh, yeah. Uh, Dr. Fauci biopic.
0: Yeah, but I don't... Uh... I don't need to see the This Is Us episode about oh COVID-19. Oh, gosh.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just imagining a This Is Us episode. It's set in quarantine. It's just a Zoom screen of nine people all crying. <laughs> God.
0: Is that show I mean, still just, on? I was just reaching for, like, it, a current TV show. It is still on. I okay. mean, it's...
1: I you know I love the like the sleazy soap opera-y stuff but it's just it's it's too much it's too much emotion in one episode. I love Sterling K Brown but I can't
0: I mean yeah, I can't they deal
1: with it. <laughs> they
0: really just just tug on the heartstrings a whole lot on that show. Yes, yeah, they? it's
1: just the, the constant melodrama. Mm.
0: But luckily we get none of that on The oh, Critic. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, this whole scene at the parents' place doesn't really like I don't know. It doesn't really move the plot forward at all. It's just kind of a fun little diversion.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, oh, these guys are still here, too. Yeah. Remember <laughs> Jay's gotta, parents?
0: Got to check in with uh, Eleanor yeah. and Franklin at least once. Yep. <laughs> so they go from there to, they go back to the orphanage, uh, Orphan City.
1: Oh, yeah, it isn't, wasn't it like there's a banner up saying they're like having,
0: <sighs> Uh, yes, that they lost their lease, Everyone Must Go.
1: Everyone Must Go, oh my gosh, yeah, I saw that, and I just felt bad for like 10 minutes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
0: But classic, classic banner gag. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you watch uh, BoJack Horseman, but...
1: I was about to mention that, BoJack owes so much to The Critic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I honestly, it's kind of a hot take, I think I prefer The Critic to BoJack, just for rewatchability. hmm I think BoJack is an ex- BoJack Horseman is a show is an excellent work of art that I can't really watch casually without getting all bummed out.
0: Yeah, like it's almost like the This is Us version of The Critics. It is.
1: <laughs> it- BoJack Horseman is This is Us for Los Angeles people.
0: Yes, My definitely. Gosh. Definitely.
1: <laughs> I've had an epiphany.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right.
1: <laughs> Man, no, I'm trying I'm trying to think of the This is Us reference that won't give away spoilers, but I then realized that the overlap of uh, people who watch This Is Us and people who listen to podcasts about The Critic <laughs> is very big. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think you're safe.
1: Yeah, you're good.
0: Uh, so at the orphanage, Jay talks to uh, the priest, because, of course, it's going to be like a Irish Catholic yep. priest that runs the orphanage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who uh, says Jay gets three questions, which kind of a... He
1: then confuses for wishes yeah. and like, tries to be taller.
0: <laughs> uh, kind of a weird plot contrivance. He just gets three questions, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: whatever. But uh, yeah.
1: Weirder things have happened on this show.
0: No, that's definitely true. Well, there is something I've always wondered. Am I Jewish? No, what do you think? I knew it i do die I'll die so i so i have to mention i i'm i've recorded these episodes a bit out of order i've already recorded the the one for episode eight marathon mensch and uh so, in oh, that, so- yeah in that episode i was like huh do you think that the title is maybe kind of a clue that jay might be jewish <laughs>
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: So that's going to be a little embarrassing next week, but... Um, but <laughs>
1: you know what? Just flip-flop them around, say it's it's in memento order.
0: Oh, sure, yeah. We'll just, uh, yeah, we'll go in memento slash um, Benjamin Button order. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it is confirmed Jay is definitely Jewish, so... Question, answer. Well, confirmed
1: um, question mark, because he does just say, what do you think? Which yeah. is also a really cheap cop-out for if you only get three questions. If you only get three questions and they respond with another question, you should get a fourth question. Oh.
0: Hmm.
1: That's how that should work.
0: Science. Do you think you can ask for more questions?
1: You know what? <laughs> what are they going to do? Say no?
0: Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's well, what... yeah
1: that would suck. <laughs> when you're down a question. Yeah. I haven't thought this through. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll set up a change.org petition later.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll sign that. Mm-hmm. But I won't donate.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> we only take Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> All right. So after the orphanage, they go to get a blood test done. Oh, Jay yes. says it's the only way they can know for sure.
1: Oh, I was going to say, Jay gets diagnosed with um, chronic obesity and a pear-shaped figure. Mm-hmm. And then they like immediately cut to him as a pear. Yeah. And man, the quarantine's getting to me because all I could think of is, oh my gosh, a fresh pear right now. Uh- <laughs> oh, man.
0: I also love that the, uh, the nurse calls him Mr. Bartlett.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh- oh, man. It's a good pear <clears throat> joke.
0: Yeah. So then um so yeah we're almost to the end of the episode here. We just got this these last few scenes. Basically we're back at uh the show, so we're in the green room. Yeah, I thought this was maybe the sweetest moment. Jay brings, he brings Doris her
1: 36 Mother's Day cards, one for every year he's missed.
0: How Aww. cute is
1: that? He totally got that off of Pinterest or something. <laughs> There's no way Jay thought of that on his own, but I appreciate the effort. <laughs> so cute.
0: Yeah. Again, the, yeah, like the show never got this precious or this sweet after this. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they go, they go there a little bit with Alice cause they try to make like, Mm-hmm. it like soften her him and, up a bit yeah, and they try to make her and Jay like they try to get some real romance in there, I think but um
1: mm-hmm.
0: but yeah for just pure like wholesomeness like yeah this this is the episode I think
1: yeah and I mean they don't even dwell on that card moment either it's just he just kind of hands it off to her and then it just sets up the next joke and I would think that you know that almost makes it kind of more makes it sweeter makes it more powerful again yeah. excellent writing on this show.
0: Totally. So then Duke comes in. This is like the only eighteen
1: Duke- minutes into the episode, we finally get some Duke Phillips.
0: <laughs> I know. Wow. Yeah, this is like the only Duke we get. But he's mm-hmm. he Duke is gonna do what Duke does, and he <laughs> uh, tells Jay he has to give the Dirty Dozen remake a good review <laughs> because it, yeah. he says he got he got so Saddam Hussein to play himself. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Duke Phillips just casually admits to committing war crimes in this episode. Probably in a couple (laughs) other episodes, man. This guy's lived a life.
0: Yeah. So he gave Saddam Tomahawk missiles, which he also gave to Stallone and Schwarzenegger. Yes. Yo, Maria, check this out. No deposit, no return.
1: Oh, I was so glad we got some Arnold jokes in here.
0: Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> like it, just,
1: it made me want to load up one of those old Schwarzenegger soundboards.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. I'm Detective John Kimball. Who are you? Oh, no.
1: <laughs> Put the cookie down.
0: Classic uh, prank phone calls from back in the day.
1: Ah, uh, my youth.
0: Oh, yeah. So when Jay refuses, first Duke tries to blackmail jay with footage of him in the shower eating a pie
2: <laughs> when the
0: moon hits your eye like a big apple pie that's some amore
1: and singing to the pie while he yes. eats <laughs> i mean man like eating anything in the shower is probably gonna be messy but a hot apple pie is like top five, <laughs> messiest possible. Yeah. Like what is the drain situation like after that? Ugh. It's gonna congeal. You're gonna Ugh. need a lot of Drano. Ugh. Shame on you, Jay Sherman. <laughs> Jay Sherman is canceled.
0: <laughs> I've never eaten in the shower. I have mm-hmm. had a shower beer before.
1: Sh- shower beer is supposed to be good. I'm not a beer person, so I can't really say for myself, but I've heard it's refreshing.
0: Eh, I wouldn't recommend it ultimately. <laughs>
1: I feel like it would get soapy. Would, would water not get in the beer bottle?
0: Oh, yeah, you got to be really careful.
1: <sighs> Too much work.
0: Hopefully you can rest it on like the little like soap dish if the soap dish is in a uh, good enough position, if it's out of the...
1: And if you're not already drunk off of the beer you're drinking in the shower.
0: Yeah, it, you got to be in kind of a, a low place if you're having a shower beer, yeah. I think.
1: Seems like a one-way ticket to... Uh... <laughs> Disasterville, which I think is where Orphan City is.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that. Well, you know, they're both zoned for the same uh, area.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sad district.
0: <laughs> yeah, the sad. Why? Why would they build that? The sad districts. But I guess yeah, they got a. They got good schools. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They yeah. All the all the <laughs> private Catholic schools are right in the middle of sad district.
1: Nobody has any friends, so plenty of time to study. So yeah, Duke's got his uh basically the expendables. And he's like, yeah, "Jay, you got to give it a good review."
0: They kind of predicted the expendables.
1: See, that that must have been what I was thinking about. They predicted okay. the hunchback? and they predicted the expendables. And I think later on, Jay says that he has a virus that only certain animals can get, so I think they might have predicted the corona.
0: (laughs) Well, he says he has a virus that only pigs can get. So swine flu, I guess?
1: He predicted swine flu. Okay, I'm gonna set up one of those cork boards with like evidence and red strings of yarn.
0: Like a Pepe Sylvia kind of thing.
1: Gonna figure this out. Jay Sherman is Nostradamus.
0: Yes. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, I guess as a last-minute desperate maneuver, Duke kind of threatens to fire Doris after Mm -hmm. she kind of sasses him back. And uh, so, Jay does the noble thing. He agrees to give it a good review if Doris can Mm -hmm. still work there. Mm -hmm. So, good good for Jay. He's, you know... He's got a good heart when it counts.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, two and a half stars. Seems... (laughs) I mean, for him, because, like, isn't a 7 out of 10 his best review he's ever given? So that seems pretty solid. What is the rating system on this guy's show?
0: Yeah, because we've also got the shermometer. Like, two and a half stars would be, like, what? Like, 50 degrees?
1: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I don't think Wolf from Alpha has this in their calculations, but...
0: Oh, (laughs) There should totally be a Wolfram Malfra Thermometer.
1: Oh, they should. Don't have it? What a duke catastrophe!
0: <laughs> I, I think I've noticed you really love that line.
1: I, I love it. He's just, Duke Phillips is the most quotable character yeah. on this show. Like, every time the critic comes up, it's really hard for me to not, like, drop that line about him worshipping Pan, the goat god, or mm. how <laughs> pigeons are attracted to the sound of his voice. Just
0: Oh, yeah. That's Which
1: wonderful specifics.
0: The the giant talking duke statue.
1: Yes. What a legend.
0: So yeah, after Jay saves Doris's job, they uh yeah, they go on one last little outing into the park.
1: Oh, we missed something very important at one point during that conversation, Jay receives a letter.
0: Oh, shoot. I you're right. I completely skipped this part yeah the
1: test results
0: they get the test results back and yeah yeah, not a match they are not related
1: and it's sad but then they have a nice little moment about how you know they can still choose to be there for each other you know sort of a sweet little chosen family kind of moment yeah and then the episode ends with him crashing into a horse horse
0: yeah (laughs) into a carriage
2: It won't be a stylish marriage. Watch out for that carriage. That's not the
0: lyric. Ah! Ow. Yeah, and they'd even do the classic, like, the little black circle zooming in on his face. Or closing in on his face. It's Uh, so Looney Tunes. I don't know what the technical name for that is, like...
1: Yeah, it's like, I know, it's like, it's not an iris out, I don't think.
0: It might be an iris, like just an iris to black, possibly. Possibly. Yeah.
1: I took intro to film studies about 10 years ago, so
0: okay.
1: I'm very confident in that answer.
0: I'm a professional film editor. I've used irises on uh, actual things.
1: Well, I also took a 100 level intro to film studies class, so <laughs> I think I know what I'm talking about.
0: Right, I, I will cede to the, the expert in the room.
1: We're not in the room,
0: but you know, in the Zoom yep. conversation.
1: <laughs> oh, in the Zoom, it even rhymes. Oh yeah,
0: in the Zoom, yeah. yeah. Oh, incredible. <laughs> yeah, so that brings the episode to a close. I guess we just have the last little. We get the ending gag with the uh, the usher coming in after the credits and.
1: Oh, is this the "But I Have No Place to Go" one? Yeah, or is this a different episode?
0: No, he says, "I have nowhere to go." The, <laughs> so it's it's one of those oh, ones.
1: Uh it's a, it's a solid joke.
0: Yeah. Uh I think my favorite is probably oh. You know what? No, my my so so in season 1 one of the other ones that gets recycled is Jay says get away zit face. <laughs> um but then in in season 2 during some of the credits instead of Jay watching the movie it's him and Alice making out. Aww. And then when the um when the usher comes in Alice says, get away, pipsqueak. And Jay's like, that's why I love her.
1: That's adorable. That's that's
0: my favorite ending credits gag.
1: That is a cute one. Yeah.
0: Um, cool. I, I guess I think we did a pretty thorough job on this episode. Was there anything we missed that you wanted to make sure we mentioned here?
1: Um, I mean, not to my knowledge. It's a pretty straightforward, simple episode. I think it's a it's a very good episode to show somebody to introduce them to the show
0: okay because
1: even though it's not the funniest or like the most representative I think it does a really good job of establishing all of the main characters even the ones who like aren't in the episode that much like his parents it's still well I guess Margot doesn't really get anything to do this episode
0: yeah and uh, if you have friends who like are huge fans of like Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or just musicals in general, mm. this would be a good one. Yes. Because <laughs> we get Hunch the musical.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a great fake musical. There's been a lot of bad fake musicals in TV shows. Yeah. This one's solid.
0: Oh, I think I wanted to mention just that Hunch also just kind of reminded me of the uh, Planet of the Apes musical from The Simpsons. Oh,
1: yes, Oh, another another classic lampooning.
0: Yeah. I don't think they say that the Planet of the Apes one is by Andrew Lloyd Webber, but it definitely has that vibe.
1: It's inspired at the very least.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, Okay, well, I think that about does it. Uh, Chelsea, thank you so much for joining me on this episode and going through uh, the critic with me.
1: Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me here. I will look for any excuse to rewatch this show. I love it. Awesome. If I don't watch UHF tonight, I'm probably <laughs> going to watch the rest of the episodes because I have this series on DVD.
0: Heck yeah. That, that's that been an, the interesting thing about doing this podcast is learning how many of my friends own this on DVD.
1: Yeah, I feel like it must have been like on sale for seven ninety nine at Spencer's at some point in like the late 2000s.
0: <sighs> yeah, this poor... Everybody
1: has it. This
0: poor forgotten show, like... Yeah. So now it's, you know, it's ended up on Crackle where you can just watch it for free. Like they're not even charging for it.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's a great show. It's, it's influenced probably a lot of super popular shows today. So I would definitely recommend checking it out if you want to get involved in TV writing in any capacity. It's a great example to learn from.
0: Oh, absolutely. All right. So Chelsea, anything you want to plug or do you want to let people know where they can find you on social media, anything like that?
1: My Twitter account is at C-H-E-L-C-X-T-I-A-N. Chelsea Christian, spelled in a license plate T-way. I got nothing to plug right now. Just uh, stay safe, if you, stay at home if you can.
0: I'll just throw in one more plug for Lockjaw the Dog on Instagram.
1: Lockjaw the Dog on Instagram. Or his brother, Good Baby Boy on Instagram. Boy is spelled with an I.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: He's a good boy.
0: All right. Well, uh, that'll about do it for us. Uh, Thanks again, Chelsea, for being my guest on this episode. And Mm -hmm. I hope... Thanks for having me. Of course. And I hope you all will join me on the next episode of It Stinks, The Critic Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of It Stinks, The Critic Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Rubenow. Our theme song is by Brandon Beck. You can email the podcast at itstinkspod at gmail.com and find us on Twitter and Instagram at itstinkspod.